Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I am afraid, I'm a, I worry that the shock of not using one of Alice's cold opens is going to overload people's senses now that uh, I am back. Albie, great job with the show last night. You sounded very cute in the whole thing. <laughs> I don't some- know about that. But yeah. I think I rallied pretty well under the cir- the unfortunate yes. circumstances. I pulled it together, pulled off a show. You did, indeed. It was one of those days where a couple few days ago, one son uh, was throwing up on us all night, and then and then it hit my daughter uh, yesterday, and she was like just barfing her head off, and then it got me just while she was, and then it got another son. And then our other son was, uh, and then we got to one who hasn't been skated at all, and Alice is, might be getting taken the slide. It might I'm be worried. Into- I might be psyching myself out though because I keep like being worried that I'm getting sick, and so I keep like thinking that. I feel something coming on, but maybe it's in my head. I don't know. I, yeah, I might be fine. But it was one. It's one of those one of those twenty four hour things that that really, I, according <laughs> to my CPAP, I was like sleeping in one way or another in bed for fifteen hours, which is about what it takes. It's one of those things where it's just everything's awful. I didn't want to listen to Alice on the podcast because I didn't want to associate it with how bad I felt. <laughs> I just listened to a hundred Dave Rubens. No offense, Dave. Um, but um, but uh, okay. I don't want to convention a moment about us. It is a weird thing being totally incapacitated for a day because it, it makes you look it makes you in this happens to me every time it makes me like promise like that i'm gonna be a better person when i <laughs> i'll never he... mistreat myself you know let's cut down drinking and eating bad and all that stuff a lot of stuff we are doing anyway but but um and uh and just overall it's like you know what i never need to be like eating um you know pizza again it's really the stuff it, just because I felt sick. You feel very noble and as you waste away. Yes, I, yeah, and I think like when I get better, I'm going to be such a better person. It never happens. Though, but but I don't want to complain about it because it reminds me of um, this year when Kirk Minahan and Dave Cullinane, either they had COVID or they had they some, came in, They did the show with COVID, yeah. They were such, oh. That was right after Clemmer got COVID and gave it to They were such incredible bitches. I've never heard two guys kvetch and moan so much, and which totally makes sense because Kirk's just a... Uh, a spoiled rich kid from you know in where he grew up, I'm sure in which is in Winchester, in the nice side of town. I'm sure they had nursemaids and they had all sorts of the hat. The staff would, would run over. To, I'm not sure though that to you should Lord, wait. To wait, the wait, Lord Fauntleroy uh, Minahan, wait. and and Dave is the youngest. Dave's older brother. Dave's 44. Mm-hmm. His oh, his immediately he's the youngest of the family. His youngest older brother is 66. Oh wow! So Dave is like the baby of his mm-hmm. family. Yeah, so, that makes so sense. he was baby, and so both of them but have, have weak constitutions. I'm not weak. sure that you should be attacking people from exactly this angle when you didn't do a show yesterday. They came in and did the show. No, they came in and just bitched and moaned because they had the world. The world needed to see them bleed. Look at us! Look how sick we were. And by yeah, the way, you didn't. Why come every to your time show. I mention uh, Minahan and even Dave? <laughs> 
I get the freaking torpedo <laughs> nowhere ambush for my own wife. God, you are disloyal. You're so freaking disloyal. It doesn't matter. It's fine. It's fine. You know what? I'm not. I heroically did the show yesterday. My lot in life. With it's no fine. support and kids everywhere. No I did all the kids stuff the chat, last night. Chat chat I... was awesome yesterday. Well, yes. I had, had support. support from the fans of the Burn Barrel podcast who always support us in every way. Oh, which but... reminds me. That kid, uh, that the guy who called about the airplane seating. Mm-hmm. No. He absolutely completely wrong. Call he called and suggested that the the airplane flight I was wrong about, um, which is incorrect, it, it, absolutely incorrect. Uh, it, Both on the seat and on the window yes, seat. Aspect. Yes, I paid yes. for that particular seat. The seat was empty. I, it was punitive that I was being punished and that I had people now talking to me like I was a problem. <laughs> I mean, for God's sakes, here put one around the other, which they did, and also the lady who was in the window seat. She was not, didn't have that window seat. Well, 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 the one on my side did have it legal, didn't have it legally because she took that seat because she got to, she gets immunity in the plane. She can sit anywhere if she wants. The other lady, though, um, no, I would want to see Chicago and I would, and she should have opened up that window seat because she knows how fun they can be because she was looking through my window seat. Well, and yeah, and it's, and so I think that. Obviously, you have the right to close your window. It has a little shade on it. It can open and close. But you have the right to recline your seat on an airplane, too. And you still should never do that because it's it's weird, beha- antisocial behavior. So that's Correct. my opinion. Correct. So here's my, here's my question to you. Okay. What's the best side of the plane to sit on if you're flying from Texas to Martha's Vineyard, Alice? Depends what time of day it is, I guess. It's kind of a rhetorical <laughs> question to get us into the topic, Alice. Jesus. Well, I assume... Okay, how about during daylight? I think it, at one in the morning, it really doesn't matter, probably, right? Well, my point was going to be, like, you want to sit on the side of the plane. If you're going to be able to see a sunrise from one side of the plane or mm-hmm. the other, then you might want to sit. <laughs> what a failed exploding on the tarmac attempt. You're the at one seamless, who came up. Uh, you know, topic You're the introing. one who came up with that Jesus. idea as, listen, as your listen, segue. Listen, Next time, a- pick AP, AP Geek. <laughs> Every question that's science-y doesn't necessarily need to be answered with careful analytical uh, d- dis- dissection, okay? Sometimes we use this thing called humor, which isn't around the math club, I realize, Alice. I, I know you guys had thick Coke bottle glasses and a lot of braces and not too many funny jokes. I had some funny jokes last night. Okay. Should we go to the Cape Cod Times, this lady? Well, first, let's let's dig into this a little bit because okay. uh, this I was so upset that this morning when I woke up and all this stuff was happening and I hadn't done this on the show last night because uh, like this was all I wanted to talk about or hear about this morning, but it kind of hadn't broken yeah. when I was doing show prep last night before I sat down to record the show. So it's just a weird timing thing. So that was, uh, I was annoyed by that. But anyway, because this is the greatest thing ever that governors have started. And this started a while ago where they started to send, um, you know, these random migrants who keep showing up in their states to other places like D.C. or New York or yeah, Chicago. Yeah, Connecticut and, and New York. Yep, yep, yeah, right. Um, and, you know, and the Biden administration obviously has been shipping immigrants all over the country mm-hmm. from the southern border for a while now, too, months. And Right, right. And it's because they're trying to, you know, replace these people around the country because there are bottlenecks and resources in the southern states, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they don't want horrific photo ops, amongst other things, which is why these planes arrive at two in the morning. Right. So what's been happening now is they've started to send them to some of these other cities, and the mayors of these cities have started to complain. Well, who's had, they, though? Well, well, Abbott and, and Yeah, like but it wasn't Arizona always and, Abbott. Sent. No, no, no. But yeah, Biden's been shipping people right. around the country and ICE as well, secretly. Right. Um, and like spreading them out. But in particular now, Arizona, Texas, Florida have started sending illegal immigrants to some of these more vocal cities like D.C. and New York and and Chicago. And uh, yesterday, some combination of DeSantis and Abbott, I'm not entirely still clear on exactly whose plane of migrants it was, uh, sent them to Martha's Vineyard, about 50 people. So this 
obviously the left freaked out. They're using them as pawns. These poor people, they're human beings. If I see the words, they're human beings one more time. If I see the word, you're supposed to be Christian from people who absolutely are not Christian and don't give a bleep what Mm -hmm. Jesus said about any topic whatsoever. If I keep seeing that from people, I'm going to blow my stack because it's just insane hypocritical behavior. But the reason why it's so egregious how the left is acting about this is they've been perfectly happy to let migrants be in exactly those circumstances and far, far worse for years. Now, we're going to have, what, two million people enter the country illegally this year? Two million and 50 of them show up on Martha's Vineyard and it's a humanitarian crisis and terrible and a crime against humanity and should be illegal and terrible. First of all, like, so, and there, there's aspects of this that I think everybody that everybody needs to take a breath and like find out what happened before you have a bunch of takes about it. Like, for example, like I say, I'm not 100% sure whose thing this was, Abbott's or DeSantis's, because I've seen both people claiming credit for it. Um, and also, I am not 100% clear on whether or not the migrants wanted to go to Martha's Vineyard in particular, but mm-hmm. uh, and, and to what degree they were told where they were going and whatever. But I, I mean, were the coyotes who were bringing them to the border telling them where they were going or what? You know, the... The whole situation that the Biden administration has put these migrants in from start to finish is a humanitarian crisis in and of itself. The problem is the left only cares that it's a humanitarian crisis when it shows up on their doorstep. They're perfectly fine with thousands or tens of thousands of people showing up daily, daily in some of these border towns. I mean, I think I heard the average is like 8,000 people a day. I, I... And you're upset that 50 of them are in Martha's Vineyard. So they're saying, we don't have resources. We don't have this. We don't have that. The the border towns have built up of resources and they have an infrastructure designed to deal with this. Yeah, that's the point is they're telling you that that's not freaking fair. And they've been saying it for decades now that it's not fair that their town has to have a whole industry built to deal with the fact that they have thousands of new people showing up in their town with nothing every single day. And Martha's Vineyard gets to continue to vote for that as a matter of policy year after year after year after year and never have to deal with the consequences of that. Never. Never. So, yes, is it a political move? Is it making Mm -hmm. a political point to send them to Martha's Vineyard? Yes. But by all accounts, the people in Martha's Vineyard are very, very convinced that they're going to deal with it in a really lovely and humanitarian mm-hmm. and kind and giving way. So, uh, I, But I do love how, and also when you say, is it political? Yeah, if, yes, it is. But also not keeping, not having a wall built is political. And in not in kowtowing to special interests is political. Not having border security is political, of course. And so like the, the Democrats have always been political with this. Of, of course. They just don't like it in this way because they look horrific in this way. It looks right. absolutely horrific. It puts them in a bad light. It's like it's kind of like the optics of the John Stewart thing with the mm-hmm. first responders from 9-11. You know, the, you're supposed to be all four cops or, or, or this is the Iraq, uh, the Iraq mm-hmm. uh, burn pits. You know, it, 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 the optics make it look like, wait a second, you brag about this constituency all the time and hold them, tell us how dear they are to your heart. Well, here they are and you're blowing them off. Well, right. Or, I mean, like, was it political when AOC went and cried outside a detention center? In the parking lot? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, was that was that political? Or was that, you know, her actually, like, seriously really caring for all these human beings who it, were here? You know what the great thing is, is that is a lot of these people simply are willing to crop up new arguments against this because they just don't want it to be. They just don't want the immigrants to be where it is, or they don't want to say this to get a win. This woman named Ellen on Facebook says, sounds inhumane to send people looking for a better life to a place where the climate will be drastically different than they are used to or prepared for in a couple of months. There will be few, if any, jobs oh, as, they, the problem? as they are d- dependent on summer tourist season, less available housing. So a lot of these people are coming up from Chile. It's like wait, they've, they've traversed right past the equator way up you know into the yeah. united states and are preparing a lot of them to be dropped off any place around the united states the the weather 
They were tricked we into be getting on good the plane. Weather-wise. That's what we're looking for. Yeah, I'm sure they really object to being on Martha's Vineyard. It seems like a terrible place to be. Uh, but that's like... It, that's how they're all reacting. So here's one. And this is from the Islanders Talk Facebook group. Mm-hmm. Here it's, I was at St. Andrew's Church helping to feed these people. They were told they were going to Boston where housing and jobs were waiting for them. In other words, they were lied to. There were men, women, and children. They hadn't eaten anything since 6 a.m. What kind of a depraved individual loads up 50 people onto a plane and dumps them in a strange place without even notifying anyone that they're coming? Oh, I'm sorry. We're... Was somebody notified that they were coming to the U.S.? Did they fill out any of the paperwork for that? Did anyone have time to do that? I mean, these are leaders. These are Christians. I'll tell you what this is. It's a disgusting political stunt at the expense of human beings just wanting to work and provide for their family. Are they under the impression that DeSantis went to Central America and, like, rounded up these people and forced them into a plane? Because they were trying to come here. I don't see how they're not thrilled in Martha's Vineyard. Where you would think the least fortunate people have the biggest opportunity to benefit from the aura of the most elite, most educated, uh, most upper class, most um, uh, enlightened, uh, most benevolent people in the world. It seems to be they're moving in with the best people in the world. It sure seems like it. Listen to this. But you know what? On this island, we treated them with dignity. We fed them. We gave them medical attention, and we will give them a warm and a safe place to sleep. Tomorrow, we will give them breakfast and help them to figure out what's next. Because on Martha's Vineyard, we won't turn our backs on people in need who are okay. being abused by extremist Republican governors for some cheap soundbite we'll on breakfast. Fox News. We'll give them breakfast and help them to figure out what's next. Okay. What's next is going to be lunch. Right. And then dinner. Right. And, and then going back to sleep yeah. in the warm right. and safe place to sleep. So, and then there's going to be 50 more the next day so and 50 sir, more family, the day after sir, that. So, your family, what's next? Uh, you know what? This is fine. This Perfect. This can be next. This works for us. Thank you to all the volunteers who were there. It restores my faith in humanity that we came together to help people in need. Sounds perfect. Let's send more. There's a lot more where that came from. If that restores your faith in humanity, wait until you see who's coming next. They have a lot more people where those people came from. They can send you a lot more. If you feel really good about the work that you did today, they can. I, you know, Governor I, I get DeSantis this, and Governor Abbott can help out with that. I get this creeping feeling that um, no, it's not this, even this feeling, but I, I feel the almost the 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 pressure campaign. That is to trying to shame you, saying you're playing games with the lives of people. And even some conservatives say it, like it's kind of an ugly play. Um, but I, I get so much more utter joy from this than anything else. <laughs> I do. It's not like we're going to hurt these people. I have nothing against any of these nothing people. Nothing bad happened to the people. If something bad happened to the migrants, if Governor DeSantis and Governor Abbott put them in concentration camps... Like, I would be against that, obviously, and that wouldn't be funny. I want to be right. clear. But nothing bad happened to them. They were sent to a state where they're being welcomed warmly. People want them. People want to feed them and help them. And it sounds like we should send a lot more migrants that way because it sounds like Martha's Vineyard is uh, d- doing a great job helping them out. You know what else has a lot of housing, a lot of resources? A lot of these big colleges in the Northeast. Uh, yeah, I would say so. I would say so. So uh, Harvard's got a lot of assets. Yale, BU. Mm-hmm. My goodness, I'm all for it. You know, there was there was a t- wasn't Marty Walsh gonna like house a bunch of illegal aliens in the city hall? Oh yeah, he was like getting ready to hide them in city hall. Let's so go, Michelle. Perfect. Whoa, should be all. Yeah, for she's this. more progressive than yes. me. Let's go for it. So yeah, so but some people. Uh, don't seem to be fully 100% on board, as you'll notice, as we play the person in charge of um, housing, homeless shelters on Martha's Vineyard. And I hate to be um, I hate to be one of those people that thinks that way with broad brushes, Alice, you know that. But this, the like kinky hair of this lady, the kinky social worker hair, it just kind of says it all, doesn't it? Yeah, she's exactly what you would expect to see you being in charge of homeless shelters on Martha's Vineyard, I would say. So, What are the most difficult challenges right now? The difficult challenges are uh, 
we have to, at some point in time they have to move from here to somewhere else, right? We we cannot. We don't have the services. What do you mean? To take care of 50 immigrants. Um, and 50. We, we certainly don't have housing. We're in a housing crisis as we are on this island. They get more than 50 tourists a year, right? I would say so. I would say and, yeah. So the, we don't. We can't house everyone here that lives here and works here. We don't have housing for 50 more people. So is Cape, Cape Cod Times thing has rest? Yeah. Okay, give me a second here. Yeah, so, but no kidding. That's what everyone's been trying to tell you has been going on and on these border towns. But it's like, really, they thought that was all just like some fake Fox News thing that the border states were saying. We don't have resources. We don't have housing here for 50 people. 50 try 8,000 a day. How about right. that? Yeah, and, and that's what makes it so rich because, like, they're saying, but we're being overrun. Our resources, we don't have these things. That, yeah, that's right. Mm, weird. That's so strange that you would say that. But, uh, yeah, and then the grandstanding, like, how dare you use these people as political pawns? And everyone is jumping in to help. Uh, I we, we literally have everything we need. I mean, we need for all of our guests to get the help they need to be in this country and safe and housing. And that's not something that we can do here at the shelter, right? We're, we're, we're a stopgap. This is an emergency shelter. We're, we're not long-term care. So, you know, we are, we're, everyone is meeting about this. There's multiple wheels that are turning and departments that are working together. I mean, it really is a community effort and that community is you know, from here to Boston, probably to the White House. Um, so, what are the most difficult challenges right now? The difficult challenges are. Which uh, we heard this. To take care of 50 immigrants, um, and we, we certainly don't have housing. We're in a housing crisis as we are on this island, and so the, we don't. We can't house everyone here that lives here and works here. We don't have housing for 50 more people. So that is our primary crisis. We have this emergency shelter set up. And it's working wonderfully. Every single person that has been here, and I... There's got to be, like, FEMA resources, et cetera, that we can use for our guests, right? Oh, yeah, our guests, you know, roll out the red carpet. really want to say this. Every single person has come up and said, I want a job. They are not looking for a handout, no. There's no doubt businesses, et cetera, that need help. Even as the slow season comes, Uh, there's no doubt. Everybody said, I want a job. There you go. That's great. Yeah, there's restaurants looking for help all up and down the New England seacoast. I can tell you that. One person has asked for a handout. Every single person is like, I need to work. I had one young man come to me and he said, can I go to the ferry now? I have to go get a job today. I've been gone for two months. My family needs money. All right. He wasn't asking me for money. He wanted to know if he could leave to go get a job. Like, that says something about him as an individual. He's a migrant, Yes. Yeah, the refugees. I mean, every single one of them wants a job. There they're we not, go. Since when are they refugees? Thing. Well, right. But, okay. It sounds like they're economic migrants, which is this. fine, they but that's a different thing. They want to provide for their families. They want to support their families. They, they want to take care of them. We, we, we just want to help them do that. How many people were you able to place in jobs locally? Yeah. But there is a legal process. And I think all of you in the press, you know this is a political game. A legal process. It's a political game. And shame on everyone involved. And please print that really, really loudly if you're in the paper. Oh, God. Print that loudly. These people are pawns. And we have to stop the chess game right now. And if you guys can help do it, please do it. Because they're human beings. Just like you, just like your spouses, and just like your kids. And they don't deserve to be treated as they're being treated. I agree. By what process does she believe they arrived in Martha's Vineyard? Exactly. And pretend that it's your child. You hear this? I know this is a story, but you can make it more personal and pretend it's your child. I'll tell you one thing. If I was a reporter, I would be thinking, F you, lady. I'm going to (laughs) rock you with this one. And they need care. And they need our help. Well, help. I'm asking you to use your power as the press to help them. Because we'll do everything we Why can. Why is it the press's job? The island community will do everything they can. But they need, they need more. How can we stop the political game? Oh, wow. I wish I had the answer to that question. Everyone get out and vote. That's the first thing I want every single oh. person in this country to do is vote. Because your vote matters. And you have a voice. 
use it. That's one thing you can. Well, you've got a entire you have to go democratic out delegation to in Massachusetts. You've got a House and Senate that's democratic and a president that's democratic. You have to go out and vote to make sure that these people stay in Texas and Arizona and Florida where they belong, not here on where the races vineyard. are. And and really, don't vote for DeSantis. And yes, I said that. So. <laughs> Can I have your name? Don't vote for DeSantis. Everyone, we're we're blocking the food for our guests, so can we move on? Blocking the food for our guests. You know what? It seems to me she's a good advocate for these people. They should stay right there. As a matter of fact, I'm looking around here. Martha's Vineyard, Alice. Mm -hmm. I may become a refugee. Seasonal ranger gatehouse attendant, Martha's Vineyard. Uh, Vineyard Haven, Martha's Vineyard. Mm -hmm. Farm crew member, Martha's Vineyard. Chillmark. Patient Services Coordinator, Oak Bluffs. Animal Shelter of Martha's Vineyard looking for all sorts of... Um, that's in Edgartown. Bellman, driver, full-time seasonal in Edgartown. Uh, vineyard Pastry Chef, Edgartown. Full-time key holder. I don't think that could be too too tough. That's in Oak Bluffs. Bus and van operators. We're getting driver's licenses for everybody in Massachusetts. Oh, yeah. They, yeah, why wouldn't we bring them Full-time here? teller at Santander Bank. Uh, hot stick line worker sounds if it's butter sounds good it's Eversource want to teach your kids financial literacy but not sure where to start Greenlight can help with Greenlight parents can keep an eye on kids spending and saving while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence as a parent you can send instant money transfers set up chores automate allowance and more it's a convenient way to run your household customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com ACAST. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Seasonal hotel staff in Edgartown. Uh, line cook in Edgartown. Winnetou Oceanside Restaurant. Vineyard Care. Uh, let's see. Seasonal down on the maintenance ranger. Part-time front desk agent. Edgartown sitter needed for nine-year-old girl. There you go. There are a bunch of jobs available. There's a lot of jobs available. Probably at least 50, I would say. Oh, absolutely. There's one for... What's the problem? Yeah. We have plenty of resources. What is the Don't, problem? Why what... are they whining? And, and really, what is so terrible that happened here? What's... Don't vote this for is so DeSantis, cruel. she says. This is so what cruel. They're being used as pawns. It's bizarre behavior from the left. And I honestly think they're acting like this in this insane way because they are desperate and they know that this looks really, really bad. I think that the focus that it places on the border at a time when the vice president of the United States, who, by the way, was put in charge of the border, uh, went on TV and said that the border is secure and nobody can get in illegally, uh, to have this happening where Martha's Vineyard is saying they can't handle the influx of immigrants to their community, um, it looks really terrible. I think it looks awful for the Biden administration in particular, and that trying to pawn it off on Abbott and DeSantis, who don't determine the border policy, by the way, um, it, and right. and the Biden administration told them they weren't allowed to deport people like they can't by federal law send people out of the country. So what's left for them? I, they're being told by Martha's Vineyard in New York and D.C. and Chicago that we have to keep these people in the country. Absolutely. A hundred percent. And they don't have the resources to do it anymore. Why does the entire burden fall on people who happen to live near the southern border? Right there with you. So, uh, obviously, this is a great move. Obviously, it makes the Biden administration look terrible. Uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre, obviously, is trying to blame DeSantis and Abbott. ...that the border is open. I mean, today, we talked to a few who arrived in D.C. Um, they said that the border is open. We know it's open because we come, we enter, no problem. 
we haven't heard a message from the administration in a few months telling people not to come. Um, we've heard you guys talking about trying to make it a more orderly process, but you're not telling people not to come. So Department of Homeland Security uh, Secretary Mayorkas has been very clear. Uh, he was on TV recently talking about this, talking about the work uh, that they do. Um, and so I will leave it to the Department of Homeland Security to speak to that uh, specifically. Do you have a message? Uh, hang on. They deserve better than being left on the streets of D.C. or being left in Martha's Vineyard. They deserve, deserve a lot better than that. They deserve better. Than God, that's beautiful. <laughs> the funny thing is, it's is so that nobody expects you practically to any of these rich people to actually take them all in? But if he meant anything that he said he meant, Obama could take them all in easily and not even even notice him being there. Oh, yeah. At least this he first could. 50, but he the, could the totally that, take that them all really, in that, that wink, wink in our... In our um, How much do you want to bet he's going to do a photo op with the illegal immigrants definitely. at Martha's Vineyard? Definitely. But in our, like, this elitist reality, the truth is they're like, obviously, we're not going to take them in. They would never. That's Don't a, be absurd. Um, yeah, they could all stay at his house while they look for jobs and whatever else and get on their feet. He could totally do that. It reminds me of this guy I used to work with who's a great guy who has, um, I forgot what he did. Oh, that's right. Um, who, who was in his early 20s at this time but he was um maybe a paraplegic i'm not sure but he had all he had all sorts of issues he was in a pretty tough um uh wheelchair like mm -hmm. a little more whatever this guy is a great guy um and he worked in radio and <laughs> greatest thing ever everybody's always Always, he he worked. He did all sorts of exercises and worked out at the gym and started really to overcome mm -hmm. his disability. And in many ways, he did. Like he really built muscles. I mean, he did some incredible things. And it, this sounds like a sad story, but it's not because it was just so beautiful. Everybody's always telling him, like, hey, "Oh, awesome going, awesome going." He always just got three hundred kudos at a time. He worked in radio, <laughs> so he knew a lot of people. Do you remember this? I think I showed you this at the time. I don't know. And he put out there. Oh, no, no. You, what it was is people that he knew were looking for a third roommate. And everybody was giving them ideas. Oh, I have a friend here, a friend, young guy, single, whatever. And he says, oh, I'm looking for a place. And the guys looking for a roommate, like, were speechless. And the thread, the long thread. Stopped. Stopped right there. As everybody backed away in shame. Because he didn't want to be. It would be a lot of work to, you know, have this guy as a roommate. If you're out in the town, whatever, he might not make the ideal wingman, depending. And they were really just being human. But it just it went to show that the other stuff only goes so far. Hey, awesome doing those push-ups mm -hmm. and really overcoming this stuff. That's awesome, man. We got to hang out. Well, okay, we like, can live together. I, eh. Just like this woman in the homeless shelter lady on Martha's Vineyard has a lot of very strong words of outrage for DeSantis and the people using them as political pawns, etc., and all this stuff. But when it comes down to it, do we have the resources to help them? Can they stay here? Mm, I don't really know about that. We just don't quite have enough here. There's not, We don't have the services. We This isn't going to be able to be a permanent situation. This is just a temporary stopgap shelter. You're not going to be able to stay here. Just like the guy, we're going to help them figure out what's next. So is that how you think that this works? Mm. Do you think Do you think this is just to stop for them on the way to Canada? Yeah, I mean, isn't like, that fantastic? What, what do you think is next? This is what's next. Uh, but um, it, they've never considered it. Stunt with the asylum seekers. Let's specifically get into the, lo the locations. Martha's Vineyard, the Naval Observatory. Can you talk to the issue of, you said Boston, <laughs> it's an island that they sent mm -hmm. the asylum seekers to, an island that um, is known to be, in some instances, a democratic haven. Uh, former presidents, former democratic presidents, vacation there, own homes there, et cetera. 
Could you speak to that as well as the Naval Observatory? What I could say, and I've been very clear, uh, been it very is a clear. political stunt. That's what we're seeing from governor, uh, governors, Republican governors in, in particular. And um, it is a cruel, inhumane way of treating uh, people who are fleeing communism, uh, people who are, who are uh, and we're not just talking about people, we're talking about children, we're talking about families uh, who are promised uh, a home, promised a job, put on a bus, and, uh, you know, driven to a place that they do not know. And you know, so here's the problem. To do. Nobody in the left who's got yard signs that say mm-hmm. uh, nobody is legal, et cetera, nobody in the left is going to do any of the intellectual research, the honest research, to realize how defining this is in a true way about all of these elites on the left who mm-hmm. just don't want these people who they're not going to do the work they don't want to find that out a lot of them probably know they don't want to look any further this is cruel they're manipulating these poor people but it sure is good for troop morale in the right it really is <laughs> yeah, like what and i'm actually, just curious these, like what does got, the left where does the left think they are supposed to go well um they're not supposed to keep them in facilities at the border. They're not supposed to send them to the, quote, sanctuary cities. Where? What are the governors supposed to do? Where exactly are the illegal immigrants all supposed to they go? They want them to be in the system, so they'll get a court date, and then they won't show up for it, and then we don't have to Yeah, but where out. are they when they're in the system? Like, physically, where are they? Well, dude, they're out living the American dream somewhere? I don't know. <laughs> Why not in Martha's Vineyard, though? Which towns should they live in? Where are they supposed to be, honey? Like, I just, that's what I don't get. When I, when I see people on the left, like, say, this is so cruel. Can you believe they've just been put in the country with no, nowhere to go? Like, well, wh- what did you think was going to happen when they showed up here? It seems to me that the governors are taking it upon themselves at their own expense to send them to a place that's really, really welcoming to them. Like, th- this was budgeted for in the state of Florida. Ron DeSantis set this up as they passed a law to, that they were going to send them to, to sanct- designated sanctuary cities and states. Right. And in Martha's Vineyard, they could have a single bake sale that would take care of these people's room and boards for the next two years. Yeah. That's why it's fantastic. It just is. But And then I see like even people on the right say, this isn't just serious immigration policy. They can't all go to Martha. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. This isn't a serious immigration policy. That's what the right has been trying to say about Biden and Kamala's immigration policy for two years now, right? Is that this isn't a se- just let everybody come into the country at any time that they please is not a serious immigration policy. No kidding. Glad we're all on board. Maybe now we can make some progress into having a real immigration policy. So glad let's to just, see everybody jump on day, board. Alice. How are you feeling, by the way? Are you still getting sucked into your <sighs> I'm sickness? I'm still feeling okay right now, actually, believe it or not. You know, the, we miss this, or I miss this anyway, but I heard this thing today. This is Dr. Ashish Jha mm-hmm. from a couple of weeks ago. Listen to this. This is him and the White House COVID response task force. He runs it. I've heard Secretary Cardona say this over and over again. You know, people do talk about going back to normal. And I've heard Mr. Secretary uh, say, you know, normal wasn't working out so well for for some people. And so the goal in my mind is not to go back to normal. The goal is to build a very different new normal that has equity much more at the heart of it. I've heard. Isn't that all you need to hear? Equity is not a medical term. I <laughs> know. Is that part of COVID? Equity? No, normal. No, we've got a chance, an opportunity here to do some equity stuff. It's like, okay. I mean, you're obviously fired in a psychotic, <laughs> and I'll take your lab coat and never come back here. Can you imagine these psychos are running? Well, it's running? exactly the same thing as the people who, after the George Floyd stuff, came out with a statement, all the, quote, scientists who came out with the statement saying that racism is a very serious public health problem. And that's why it was very important for everybody to be at the George Floyd protests after they told us all to stay home for months. Right. Like that it's, it does the same undermining of public health. The fact that you can't declare victory after the thing is done. Like the COVID's over. It's done now. Right. There's like COVID. I, I think so. COVID's I don't know. There's still, they're still enticing people to go get shots. There's new boosters, right? There's new every, but like this isn't 
this isn't a thing anymore in the sense that it's not a risk that like outpaces the risk of flu every year or something. It's this is a risk that we need to learn to live with, like the risk of dying in a car accident. You know, it's at that point now where it's not a special circumstance. But the the idea that we now have to like continue to fight it because equity like shows that you're not a serious public health person and you're damaging public health. People aren't going to listen to you next time. I mean, I think it's already too late for this. They already took it too far. But it's like if you're going to start talking equity and climate change and this, that and the other thing and how racism is a public health crisis and guns are a public health crisis... Nobody's going to take you seriously when there is a pandemic again, because there will be, because pandemics happen, because we live on planet Earth and sometimes stuff happens like that, right? And uh, so it's actually important that we have some kind of public health response sometimes. And like, we're never going to have that again in this country because they've squandered any credibility that ever existed in the field of public health. Totally. Which is sad. It's unfortunate that. But that's that's what this like wokeness does to everything. It infiltrates every institution and it just turns it into a shell and a shadow that isn't really focused on the mission that it's supposed to be focused on anymore. You know, the public health organizations can't do public health because they're too focused on equity. So and it does this to every industry it gets into. Dateline uh, maternity wards. Mm hmm. Nurse reveals secret words they use for baby when the baby is ugly. Believe it or not, sometimes a stork needs to drop off a homely baby. However, no matter what person is... And I know nurses, I know they pull this stuff all the time. They also lurk at, look at men's penises when they're under. And Ew. to look at the size and compare. Which is why I don't go to the doctor. Uh, however, no matter if a mood we're looking too bad, a nurse on TikTok has divulged the ugly truth. She claims to have an underwent an actual training on what to say to parents if their new arrival is, well, not camera ready. Seattle-based healthcare care worker Miko Rowe posted what to do if the baby's ugly. Um, my pre preceptor in labor and delivery in nursing school actually taught me what to say, she revealed. If the baby is cute, you can just tell them the baby's cute. And the flip side of the baby is ugly, you just tell the parent they look just like them, she said with a laugh. Um, and so there you go. I believe it. So there you know. All of our... our but uh, our first, okay. Maybe we should avoid naming specific names. Maybe but having should. had several babies, yeah. some of them immediately when they're born look like perfect little angels, and some of them take a little while to, yeah, to, to fully, f yeah, <laughs> whatever. I don't know. Yeah, I'll <laughs> divulge the names for you if you if you want to. Um, ready for the chat chat? Well, I have one more thing that oh, I was please. sort of gearing towards when you interrupted me about nurses because I was talking about how like wokeness kills all these organizations and how this company Twilio, did you see this story? Mm -mm. So this, it's some tech company. I don't even really know what they do. The future of communications. I don't know what that means. But anyway, the company Twilio, their CEO came out with a message that says that they've made the extremely difficult decision to restructure. They're having to reduce their workforce by 11%. I'm not going to sugarcoat things. A layoff is the last thing we want to do, but I believe it's wise and necessary, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but what they want you to really know is that um, how they decided which roles will be impacted. Okay. How do you think they decided who to fire? Well, what's the stupidest possible thing they could do? As you know, oh, we okay. are committed to becoming an anti-racist, okay. anti-oppression company. Layoffs like this can have a more pronounced impact on marginalized communities. So we were particularly focused on ensuring our layoffs while a business necessity today were carried out through an anti-racist, anti-oppression lens. <laughs> so my recommendation would be if you are a white man who was laid off by Twilio this week, of which I would imagine there are several since they laid off 11% of their workforce, mm -hmm. um, I would hire a lawyer. And sue them for firing you on the basis of race. Because the CEO basically just said that's yes. what they were doing. So, I I mean, I don't know what other proof that you need. but And I don't know how a company can expect to operate efficiently when they're busy firing people for not being the right color. Correct. It seems like not a great way to run your company in 2022. But, you know, they'll be changing the world, I guess. 
That's great. Anyway, now we can go to the chat chat. Thank you very much. So it's okay. It's okay. Let's see. Uh, You ready? I'm ready. All right. uh, The stuff that's fun to do in Vegas, um, Tom and Alice, is Mm -hmm. um, I went and seen um, Impressionist um, Rich Little. He's he's still good, even though he's like almost 90. Yeah. And... um, Let's see uh, who else was good. Um, Penn and Teller are great, great show. Um, then there's uh, Tom might like this one, Fantasy at the Luxor. Who's that? That's that's a great show. Um, and uh, UNLV uh, basketball. It's a great show. They uh, Jesus. Oh man, maybe Fantasy at the Luxor. Rich Little. Jesus, that scares me. <laughs> Hi, Steve from Merrimack. Hey, Steve. Hi. Next time Alice hosts solo, can we have like a parental warning on the post? Jesus, what a downer. What was <laughs> I it? needed an anxiolytic by the time it was over. Wow. <laughs> anyway, uh, also, I heard your daughter came home from school, started throwing up. Was it the Pentucket curriculum? <laughs> <laughs> That's a regional joke. Um, so I don't get the first part of that, though. Parental warning? Because he feels I was too negative. Were you negative? I feel like I was angry a lot in the show. Yeah, possibly. Wow. It's less funny. Done. It's less funny and lighthearted when you're not here. Well, people get a good look at the real you. This is a person <laughs> who's uh, ostensibly pretty, but you can see her dark heart when she's given the full sway of the Burn Barrel podcast. True. It's true. Hey, Alice, should have caught me. Could have been a girl's night. Ugh. That person doesn't exist. By the way. I haven't been to that gym in quite a while, by the way. I know I'm not alone in this. That this is replica Shattuck, by the way. I know. Replica called last night too. Oh. I know I'm not alone in this. That we don't want um, Tom to pass away. Thank you. True. We hope that uh, he gets over this new variant that he's picked up <laughs> a stomach bug or whatever he has um, but if he was to succumb if he was to die mm-hmm. just think for a moment what's about to hit the market fellas Ooh. no a woman that who's not only smart mm-hmm. good looking <laughs> true will take care of Kids will take care of kids that are constantly sick. You guys aren't always here looking around, let me tell you. Put up with your sleep apnea. Yeah. Allow you to collect weird sculptures of animals and hoard them in your house. Um, weird eating fetishes like clam sauce and uh, you know, chopped clams. How dare you? So fix, repair. Oh, hold on a second. How dare you impugn the name of clam sauce? How I miss it so much. It's so weird. Oh, my God build bikes she works a skill saw yeah true. she'll tar fix a roof yep you get some roof roofing to do Alice. True. she fixes lawn mowers apparently she sheet rocks like a like a champion she does do that she does do that allow all while allowing you to sit back <laughs> drink beer uh-huh. and just be a glutton of life <laughs> There's a lot of truth. Allow is a funny word, though. There's a lot of truth to that, definitely. I have little control over you. This has to be a top five free agent if Tom dies. I don't think I'm going to be a bad enough. I think I'm retiring. R.I.P. Tom Shattuck. I I can't argue with the thing he said. He's absolutely right about that. But I'm not. She's a chubby chaser, obviously. (laughs) It wasn't wasn't before I came along, though, I don't think. And um, and, I did enjoy. One time somebody commented on one of your posts that I must not care about looks yeah i'm not into looks or something like yes. that. <laughs> i think that's sort of true that not that what the hell you know, but i don't what? like have a my tight, mother said i but was I'm handsome not, but i'm not a chubby chaser is my point uh-huh. i'm not i just like don't really care about that as a thing that's not okay that's a chubby the fats <laughs> heard all they need to hear they will be at the door and by the way if i like die depending thing. upon the 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 but i'm also like not i don't i don't think i'll date after you I'm not really interested because I've so um, enhanced your appreciation for the male species now. Exactly. That I mean, what, who that could follow this act? 
Well, also, we should say, Alice, that if I do die, I, depending upon the circumstances, you get 500 grand, right? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, while you're That's... working at at your current company anyway. That You get it from my company? Well, from the life insurance company that they've hired, yeah. From my radio company? Yeah, life is insurance not... is a comp- is a, a, benef- a job benefit. It's, it's just not, I would... I will just say in It's the, not from company your company. They it's like it's not from the company. It's from the insurance company that they've hired for their benefits. Oh my goodness. <sighs> uh, we can only dream, Alice. We can only dream. Then again, if you were to die early, I mean I don't it might be harder for me to find somebody to fill your exact skill set. Yes. it might be harder for me to find somebody, but who knows? <sighs> I'm ready to look if I need. There's a replica shattuck out there, Alice. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. Um, I don't think I'll be dating after Tom. I think I'm done with men. Yeah. <laughs> and women. Everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm off the market if that happens. Um, I mean, I'm off the market anyway, too. Yeah. Just <laughs> all you have to know is um, Lexington boat, uh, yacht bunny lifestyle was letting the good times roll, had no problem uh, making friends here and there when I'm at her, I can tell you that. Anyway, so you can leave those chat chat messages. That is at burnbarrelpodcast.com. Uh, there's also at burnbarrelpod on Twitter. Oh! But, Just uh, a tease here, Alice. Okay. So this is Thursday night, according to my book. Today's Thursday, yes. So we'll be doing a show Thursday, I mean Sunday, at, at some point. Mm-hmm. I will be. I will be appearing. Are you allowed to no, say this? No, no. I can't okay. give specifics. I will be live somewhere Sunday night on okay. video on United States Tube. Hmm. Okay? Interesting. So look for it. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait, is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.